Hello and welcome back to Leader Up, a podcast of Army Management Staff College. Leader Up is a professional conversation where we discuss a broad range of leadership and leader development topics with an emphasis on the Army civilian professional. I'm your host, David Howie. On today's episode of Leader Up, we've got a absolutely fantastic show, and we're going to talk about something, Leader Up audience, that I'm sure many of you know about. It is the FEVS, and we're going to talk about what the FEVS is and how it is important to you. And the FEVS is the Federal Employee Viewpoint Survey, and we are happy today to have two guests to talk about the FEVS. And the first guest is Ms. Maria Cipiella from the Office of the Deputy Assistant Secretary of the Army for Civilian Personnel. That's DASA CP. And she is the Army lead for the FEVS campaign. And our second guest is Mr. Patrick Curran, who also from DASA CP, and he provides contractor support for the Army's FEVS campaign. And so uh, Maria Cipiella and Patrick Curran, thank you so much for being with us today on Leader Up. David, thank you so much for inviting us. We are so excited to be here today for Leader Up and to talk about the FEVs. Thanks again for inviting us. Thank you so much, David. All right. Well, thank you both for uh, for giving up your time today to to talk about this really important uh, thing that. Uh, that happens within the Army Civilian Corps and across uh, all of civilian employees in the government. And so let's just start just big picture. And Maria, I want to start with you on this one. What is the FEVS? Excellent question. And one, again, mentioning we are so excited to be here today to talk about the FEVS. The FEVS is so important to the Army, to Army civilians, to DOD, and to the federal government. Uh, So what is the FEVS? FEVS stands for, David, as you mentioned, Federal Employee Viewpoint Survey. And the FEVS is an annual engagement survey of civilian employees from across the federal government. It is actually administered by the Office of Personnel Management, OPM, and it's administered on a yearly basis. So OPM first published the FEVS in about 2002, And since 2010, it's then been published annually thereafterwards. Um, We typically see that it's distributed around the summer timeframe. And the FEVS, the engagement survey of the FEVS, the goal of the FEVS is actually to determine what extent the conditions that characterize a successful workforce are present in each federal agency. So this is a tool that OPM uses across the government and provides to the federal agencies um, a a tool to be able to learn about the workforce and for leaders to make decisions uh, about things that are most meaningful to the workforce, that impact the workforce, the employees of the workforce, and make decisions to improve uh, the workforce around, around us. So this is a really, really important survey that you'll see as an Army civilian, um, that federal employees see. And again, it's administered across the federal government. It's a way for all of us to let our voices be heard. And you'll hear that throughout our discussion today because we cannot emphasize that piece enough. This is your opportunity to let your voice be heard, to talk about what's meaningful to to your workplace, 
what's meaningful to you in the army. And it's a way for our leaders across the government and and in army to be able to hear uh, what's working well and where we may need to be able to improve a few things. And so just to follow up on that, Maria, who exactly is able to take the FEV survey? And for those who are able to take it, how will they get it? How will it come to them? This is one of the great things about being a civilian in the Army, because almost all Army civilians are eligible to take the FEVs. This is a civilian employee engagement survey. Um, so employees, uh, typically OPM will, will have a, um, a time frame each year. They establish criteria each year of we, we are looking for civilian employees in agencies by X time frame. So those who are on board with their agency by X time frame. So, for example, for this year's survey, 2022 survey, it's Army civilians who have been on board with the Army um, since November of 2021. And we've been able to expand the eligibility, and we'll cover that, um, you know, a little bit and a little bit more um, in our discussion today. But we've expanded the eligibility of Army civilians who can take the FEVs. And it will actually be a survey email that will be sent directly to you. So OPM will send an email directly to you, to eligible civilian employees, and that's your opportunity to be able to participate in the FEVs. Um, Now, we typically, as part of the campaign that our office runs, so Pat and myself, uh, we typically receive a lot of information from OPM uh, leading up to the survey. So for example, we'll know the exact subject line of the email that you will see as it is sent directly to you. We don't know it quite yet, but part of our campaign is to actually push out a lot of that information to representatives across the commands, across units, so that you will know exactly when that email should be coming and what it will say and who it is coming from. Okay, thank you for that. And let me let me just follow up one more question to you, Maria, and then I want to move over to Pat. Uh, how long is the FEV survey open for? That's an excellent question. So right now we are in the planning phases for this year's FEVs. Um, so we're getting everything ready to go. We're getting all of our communications ready to go, our campaign the FEVs is typically launched in around the summer time frame, and it is open for six weeks. So what we know for this year's survey for Army, um, this year's survey for Army will open the week of June 6th. So the 6th of June is when we expect that the survey will launch, and it will be open for a period of six weeks. And that six-week time frame is when you, if you receive a link, to take the survey, if you receive that email, that's your opportunity to participate in the survey. So six-week time, uh, the, the week of June 6th, and we expect for it to close around the week of July 22nd. Um, and, the, and that's a lot of the information that we'll be able to push out to you of, hey, it's open. Now's your chance. Now's your opportunity. Six-week time frame to participate. Um, and again, we're just we're really excited to be able to lead up to this and, and get that information out to everybody. And Pat, I'd like to bring you into the conversation and talk a little bit about maybe how the FEVs has been different over the past two years. We've all been, and we're recording this in uh, April of 2022. And so over the past two years uh, across the Army and the Army Civilian Corps, we've been 
dealing with COVID, teleworking, and all of that. And so how has the past two years, the, the COVID, the pandemic, affected uh, or impacted FEVs? Thanks for that, David, and thanks again for having us today. Um, you know, like a lot of things in the workplace, uh, FEBS has looked pretty different for the last couple of years. Um, in both 2020 and in 2021, the survey was delayed until the fall, and a large section of the traditional survey content had to be abridged to make room for questions on handling of the pandemic, you know, especially as that urgency came with 2020, they had to revise the survey. Um the 2021 survey was especially limited, actually. Um, OPM planned a shorter survey window than usual. Uh, the survey was a sample rather than a census, meaning not all eligible employees got it. And the results were only published at the top command levels. So, you know, units and subcommands didn't necessarily get to see how their results had come out at the end of the survey. Um, we're very happy to be back to normal this year. OPM has planned a full-fledged survey for this summer, and we're very excited to put that data to good use across the Army. And uh, Pat, also, let's talk about kind of the aftermath of uh, the FEV survey. So the survey uh, period is, a, is six weeks. It goes out. Our members of the Army Civilian Corps, eligible folks, send their input in. And then there's the data collected somewhere, somehow. And a lot of people talk about uh, how people can see uh, data for their specific commands and to what level down can people, uh, leaders in the Army, see the FEVs data for their own organizations. Thank you for asking that, because that really gets at the core of why the FEVs matters. You know, you want to know how these results can be used, you know, at the local level to improve the workplace around you. So this year, leaders at the command, subcommand, unit levels will all be able to see their employees' FEVs data. It will not be like the 2021 survey where only the kind of top command level was available. Um, earlier this year, representatives of the DASA CP office, myself and Maria, uh, reached out to command leadership for updates to the organizational structures of each Army command. Um, we give that information to OPM, and they come up with this big file that includes all the units that have Army civilians in it that are eligible for the FEVs. So every organization listed in that organizational structure will be able to request access to FEVs data as long as their organization has had at least 10 employees complete the survey. And that'll all come out usually within a couple months of the survey closing. And that 10-person uh, completion threshold, Pat, if you could just talk a little bit more about what that means and why that's important for, for an organization. Of course. So anytime you're talking about a survey where you're giving, you know, honest, good feedback, um, especially to people in positions of power, um, you want to have anonymity, anonymity be a factor. Um, so anonymity is a hugely important piece of the FEVs. Uh, to get honest answers on supervisor performance and senior leader performance, it's important to be able to guarantee that to the people taking the survey. So if, for example, only two people in a unit complete the FEVs, um, OPM says, well, we're not going to tie your names to this, of course. But then they go and publish office-wide data from that office, but only two people completed the survey. That doesn't really provide a great deal of anonymity, does it? 
Um, so the 10 person threshold is there to make sure that every employee's answers cannot be linked to that employee. If you take the FEBS, we can guarantee you can answer completely honestly, and that data will not be able to be linked to you. Um, now, something I want to make sure people understand, though, is that if your office doesn't hit the 10 response mark, the responses that did come in still count. It's not as if, you know, you need to get 10 people to respond in your office, although we'd love to hit that in every single unit out there um, for those data to count. It's just that they're rolled up into the data at higher levels of the organizational structure. So you can't see necessarily what your office's average were, but your answers still get rolled up into your command, get rolled up into the army and get rolled up into the entire federal government's averages. And I'm really curious about this this effort. It, just as I'm thinking about it, it seems like a, a massive effort regarding data management, data collection. And so when these surveys are done and they come in, what happens to all that data, Pat? What Where does it go and what happens to it? Yeah, no, that's a great question. It's a, uh, it is a lot of data and it takes, it takes OPM some time. Um, they aggregate the data within a few weeks of the survey closing, they're able to get us information on our participation rates, which I'll get into in more detail how important that is. Um, but within a few months, usually of the survey close, OPM releases the response data itself. So the actual score is what people are actually thinking about their workplace, as well as certain demographic data. Now, the Army, um, myself and Maria and our support team, uh, use these reports to create dashboards for each command, some you know aesthetically pleasing, easy to read data on how you performed in each index. Uh, we analyze the year-over-year trends, and we help develop action plan guidelines for commands and units to use. And Maria, let me bring you back in. I want to talk about uh, Army leaders, Army supervisors in the Army Civilian Corps. So let's just say that I am a, a GS-13 supervisory budget analyst at an Army depot somewhere, and I've got four or five uh, also budget analysts that work for me, and I'm just charging through the year, and uh, requirements are coming down. Why is the FEVs important to me at, at that level? Why does it matter for me to pay attention to the FEVs? So it's important for a number of reasons here. One, you as a supervisor have such an important role to engage with your workforce. You have one of the most important roles, engaging with your workforce, communicating with your workforce. And I think number one, talk to your employees about the FEVs, what this is, why this matters, why this matters to them, why this matters to the Army. You know, Pat touched on so many great things about the survey's anonymous. It's a way for your voice to be heard. So let your employees' voices be heard. Tell them that this is important. Tell them that their voice matters and their voice matters to the Army. So I'd say find out about the FEBS. We have a number of representatives in the commands and units that help to be ambassadors, to help be um, uh, champions of the FEVs, to, to spread information about this, what this is, why this matters. So if you don't know much about the FEVs, one, you know, hope, we hope that today you'll learn a lot more about it. But two, talk to your employees about this. Find out when the FEVs is going to launch. Encourage your employees to take the FEVs. Let their voices be heard. The survey takes I'd say probably about 20, 25 minutes. So it really doesn't take a lot of time 
for your employees to be able to take the time that they need to, to let their voices be heard. A um, couple other things here too is, you know, Pat talked about the data, the data behind um, what, what we see from the results of the survey. So if you're a supervisor, get engaged yourself as well. Find out what the results are. Find out what the workforce is saying and help be part of the change. Help be part of the action planning that leaders need to do. Talk to your leaders. Find out what's working well, where we need to make some improvements because you can help be part of that change. Um, I'd also say it's important for you as a supervisor because your voice matters too. And this is also an opportunity. We, we have the ability to look at data and look at different demographics and look at what are the supervisors saying? What are non-supervisors saying? So this is also your opportunity to make sure that you have what you need in your roles. And that's data that's also very, very important, especially to the Army and especially for a lot of the things that we're doing through, for example, the people strategy, the civilian implementation plan, building world-class supervisors. This is our way to be able to help use that data to also look at, do you as a supervisor have what you need? Because it is important to the Army to build world-class supervisors. And, and David, I want to touch on one more thing here too, is that um, if you are a uniform supervisor, so if you have civilian employees and you're a uniform supervisor, while the FEVs is important and, and eligible Army civilians take the FEVs, it's important for you as a uniform supervisor to know about the FEVs and encourage your civilians to take this because civilians matter to the Army. Civilians contribute to Army readiness. And so, so it really is a great opportunity for you to learn about the FEVs, talk about it, and encourage your folks to take it. And then also find out what they're saying too. It's, it's anonymous. It's anonymous data, but it's helpful data for you to be able to learn what's working well and, and where do we need to make some improvements. And that's a, that's a great point. I, I do a little bit of work with the School for Command Prep, and I speak to the uh, commanders uh, over there. And in some cases, uh, they command organizations that are largely civilian and uh, these military folks, it's uh, it's important for them to know what the FEVs is and and that it's happening and why it's happening. So yeah, that's a that's a great point. And uh, next time I talk to them, I'm I'm going to make sure to uh, reinforce the importance of the FEVs to those incoming military commanders. And so Maria, let me just kind of follow up a little bit more on, on what you were just talking about. You listed out some things the uh, Army people, people Strategy, the Civilian Implementation Plan, and just anything else that you can add about actionable items over the past uh, couple of years that have come out of uh, the FEVs, things that the, the FEVs has told us things, and then that resulted in things being done uh, in the Army Civilian Corps. Absolutely. Um, so this this definitely is important to um, what we call our retained line of effort within the civilian implementation plan. And, and that actually past data, past results of the FEVs has helped to actually inform some of the items that were inputted into the civilian implementation plan, some of the tasks, some of the actions that we, the Army, said, hey, this is important. We need to do this to acquire, to develop, to employ, and to retain our workforce. So, so some of the items that were charged of the Army to take on through the Civilian Implementation Plan 
came from some of the results of what we've seen in the past federal employee viewpoint surveys. Again, going back to what Pat mentioned, we've been able to use the data that we've seen across the past year of FEVs. And and it's important because this is what our workforce, this is what our civilian employees have said, hey, Army, these are the things that are working well, and this is where we need to improve. Um, so, so what we do is we actually, in, in DASA CP and as part of our FEVs campaign, we encourage for local units at the command and unit level to create action plans. So, so this is something that we'll, we'll, we've actually provided templates to command units. We've provided um, uh, best practices of what, what FEVs, what our leaders across the Army can do to take the data that they see, to take the input that, that our employees have had, that our civilians have had, Create action plans, create action plans at your local levels to look at your results, look at the data, look what your workforce is saying and see where you need to make targeted improvements at your local levels. Um, Some of the things that we've actually done over the past couple of years, we've at the Army level redesigned the civilian medal system. That's actually something that was a result of the survey results. We've introduced employee engagement training. We host employee engagement councils on a yearly, uh, actually frequent basis. So that's an opportunity where um, the uh, employee engagement reps, FEBS reps, we come together, we talk about employee engagement, best practices. Um, so that's something that's resulted from FEV surveys. And uh, we've actually also developed annual employee engagement guides for leaders and supervisors, providing tools and resources for supervisors um, assisted with um, looking at how can we better help with performance-related discussions. That's some of the information that we've put in into our employee engagement guides. And one of the big things that we've also done is we've heard from you about wanting to expand eligibility for Army civilians to take the FEVs. And that's something that we have continued to advocate for, and we've been able to do that. So in, in past years, we've been able to incrementally expands the criteria of eligibility for who, which Army civilians can take the FEVs. And that's something that we're very proud of because, again, your voice matters. Your voice matters to the Army, and we want to hear from you. And let me uh, go go back a little bit about uh, the, the this year, 2022's FEVs, Maria. What's different? Uh, we talked a little bit about it, about how COVID has affected us over the past two years. Uh, but what's different uh, about this year, 2022's FEVs? That's an excellent question. And, and you know, Pat mentioned this year we're thrilled because we're back to a normal schedule. Um, so the past two years, we've actually seen abridged versions of the FEVs because of the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, and, and Pat touched upon it that 2020 was delayed. It actually was delayed twice. And then 2021, it was delayed, um, and, th- and they actually were launched in about the fall timeframe. Now, OPM delayed those surveys uh, for a couple of reasons. One, to be responsive of the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, they actually adjusted the survey questions to add COVID-19 specific questions so that OPM could get a gauge and allow for agencies to see how agencies were responding to the COVID-19 pandemic. And that was data that was especially important for us to be able to see you know, how we were doing in response to a very unique and, and very serious time. 
Um, and that, of course, as Pat mentioned, there's a lot of work that OPM has to do behind the scenes to churn the data, to get everything out there for all federal agencies so that they have that data and and, and have access to their reports. Um, so it, it delays their time frame a little bit, but we're excited because this year we're back on schedule. We're back to our normal summer says schedule. We're back to our six-week typical survey administration timeframe. Uh, so going back again, we expect ours will launch week of June 6th and end week of July 22nd. Um, and then this year, we've actually expanded the eligibility a little bit more. So for example, we, we heard from our Title X instructors that they wanted to be included. They want to have their voices heard. Um, so that's an example of folks that uh, we're adding to the eligible population. Um, and then it, that, and then we have, uh, you know, NAF and local nationals that we've heard as well. So we, so again, we, we've been able to work to try and expand our eligibility because your voice matters. Take the survey. We want you to take the survey. And this year, um, the survey will actually have a full-fledged section on diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility. So the past two years, uh, those questions were actually shortened to be able to add in the COVID-19 specific questions. But we expect for those to be back this year and then allow for, uh, for you to be able to have your voice heard on those types of questions, on those topics, and then you leaders and supervisors for you to be able to see that data and be able to respond to that data as well. And so, Pat, I'd like to ask you uh, this question about uh, the, the Army's role uh, in the FEVs, because the FEVs is is an OPM endeavor, and it's it's a survey that's sent out to every civilian who works uh, in in the government. And so, what is the Army's role in the FEVs? Yeah, that's a great clarifying question here, because yes, it is an government wide survey, and OPM carries out the administration. They make sure you know, all the questions are sound and get out to everybody, make sure that the emails are going out on time and all that. But it's not their job necessarily beyond, you know, sending a an email that says, here's your survey to encourage people to take the survey. You know, they're, they're running the thing. They're not doing the promotions for it. Uh, that's where we come in. So we at the DASA CP office uh, work hard to create some engaging promotional materials and get the message across that everybody who's eligible for the FEVs should take it. Um, every Army civilian who can take this survey should take it. It will give you a great opportunity to provide some feedback about your workplace experience. Um, so after the FEVs, we can create even some digestible graphics reports. Uh, we use the data as I discussed earlier, um, to kind of create some cool insights and, and take it a little bit beyond what OPM's kind of, you know, bare bones reports will give. And they do a great job providing the data in a really interesting format. Um, but you know, at army, we'd like to take it just a little bit further. So for example, we have something called the employee engagement est estimator tool that, uh, is a statistical tool that we use every year. Um, and allows us to see a little bit beyond what OPM measures. Um, so we use occupational series data, which OPM provides. And using that, we can kind of identify which commands overperformed and which commands underperformed each year in the survey. And that gives us a little bit more insight potentially into, you know, what kind of things are working or where some potential trouble spots are for employee engagement. 
Um, we can also use that to put together estimates of FEV scores um, by career fields and by functional communities, which are kind of uh, breakdowns that OPM doesn't do for us. Uh, so essentially, we we take the data that they give us and we go a little bit further with it. And on the front end of the survey, we just make sure that everybody, as many people as possible, are aware of the survey. Um, but I will say that you know our office works hard, but none of these reports are any good without good underlying data. And good underlying data requires lots of participation. Uh, we wouldn't get this good participation without the hard work of FEVs champions and all of our commands and units. So we have representatives all over the Army within every command who help us with our communications campaign. You know, they help spread the word about the survey much further than OPM or even the DASCP office could on our own. Um, so to make sure that we get the kind of feedback we need to have good data um, and actually produce some meaningful insights with all those fun graphics and tools that we use, um, it really depends on the hard work of these kind of folks on the ground getting the word out. And that, that's fascinating that if I heard you correctly, that you are able to uh, break the data down uh, into career field and functional community. And uh, I, I'm just thinking if I'm a, uh, a functional community or career field command representative somewhere or one of the functional advisors, that's extremely useful to know uh, what kind of responses I'm getting from the people uh, within uh, my either career field or functional community. Uh, that's extremely uh, interesting and useful, I would think. And Pat, let me also ask you, what kind of participation level has the Army itself, the members of the Army Civilian Corps and the eligible folks who, who've taken the survey, participation levels in the past, and are there goals, are there, are there uh, thresholds that you'd like to see that the Army leadership would like to see uh, for this year? Yes, absolutely. And this is a little bit of a several part answer. So what I'm going to do is go through what our goal is, um, go through what we've been doing historically, and then go through the kind of more recent history of it. So for several years, um, we've been aiming for a participation rate of about 50% across the army. Um, that's been our goal for a while. We've been kind of steadily moving towards it. Uh, we'll be very happy when we hit it. And I know we will. Um, because of the shortened window of opportunity to take the FEVs and some other kind of unusual factors in the 2021 survey that we discussed earlier, we had pretty low participation last year. It was 29.1% was our participation rate here at Army. And, you know, that's obviously somewhat disappointing, but it's not surprising at all. And it's not unique to Army. Um, our folks did a great job getting the word out. Um, but because the literal amount of time that it took to take the survey was so much shorter last year. And there were some unusual, it was a sample. Um, the, it was at an unusual time. It was during the holidays. Uh, we actually saw a pretty drastic drop in participation across the whole federal government. Um, so it was not a thing that was unique to army. So goal is 50. We were at about 29 last year. Prior to last year, we were on a steady upward trajectory we were doing very well. Um, our participation rate in 2020, even with that survey being a little bit unusual, but you know, a traditional six-week administration and not happening over the holidays, um, it was 44.5% was our participation rate. Um, 
that's the highest it's been in a very long time, if not ever. And we'd like to continue to get back on that track and improve on that number in 2022. Um, we've got it right back where it always has been, the survey, in the kind of early summer time frame. Um, it's going out to everybody. It's going out to more people than ever has before. So we'll have to work hard on that. But I believe we can do it. And again, the more people respond to this survey, the better our data is, the better the insights that we can get, and the more informed that the decisions senior leaders can make will be. And it's it's really very simple. The, a higher number or a higher percentage, Pat, uh, is, is just a better, clearer picture of the uh, ideas and opinions in the, in the Army Civilian Corps and of the eligible folks. That's absolutely right. And so, Marie, I want to kind of end with you. And uh, we talked about supervisors, why it's important for supervisors to uh, emphasize and talk about the FEVs. But just for people out there in the Army Civilian Corps or the eligible uh, people who are eligible to, to respond to the FEV survey, what's the benefit for them? So if I'm, I'm a uh, GS-12 out there, contracting specialist or something like that, uh, or I work IT or personnel, what's the benefit for me to pay attention to this FEV survey when it comes into my email inbox David, I'm so glad you asked that question. And and I want to take a step back for a moment and say this is really important to the entire Army, leaders, supervisors, and you. Yes, you as that GS-12 contract specialist or, or whatever position you're in, there are so many great reasons to take the FEVs. There are so many great reasons to participate in the FEVs. This is your opportunity to speak up on what matters to you in the workplace. This is your opportunity to let your voice be heard, to have your senior leaders be able to hear that voice, have your supervisors hear that voice, to have your peers hear that voice, and do so anonymously. Again, can't reiterate enough that this is an anonymous survey, but your opportunity to let your voice be heard. You know, sometimes um, it's it's always sometimes it's not easy to to kind of say the things that are working well or maybe not working well. Sometimes we don't always get the opportunities to talk to our leaders about the things that matter to us. And especially now that we're you know sometimes in a little bit of a hybrid environment, we have to make a little bit more of an effort to kind of have a, have some of those meaningful conversations. And that's okay. Those meaningful conversations, those meaningful conversations always matter because, again, your voice matters. Your voice, your voice should be heard. So this is your opportunity to help influence the future of your workforce, the future of your workplace today, tomorrow. This is an annual survey, and we want to hear from you continuously. And that's why it's done on an annual basis and why we encourage for you to be able to talk about, hey, we want to always make sure that we have that pulse on what's going well and what do we need to what do we need to improve the fevs questions will cover a variety of workplace topics and so this is your time to talk about hey is there something great with your supervisors is there something that's working well and and you're proud of it you want to say yes this is great this is why where i work is one of the best places to work but maybe there's something that you don't feel comfortable talking about and so again this is your time to be able to bring it up but doing so anonymously and, and allowing for your leaders to see that feedback. 
The FEVs, actually, the data from the FEVs is something that across the government, this data is um, used for a, um, a, a best places to work rankings that the Partnership for Public Service publishes each year. And so this is really important because Army definitely has its eye on being known as a best place to work. We want to be a best place to work. And so, as Pat mentioned, you know, the participation rates is so important for us to have high participation rates, to have as much data as possible. But we also take pride in in taking action on the things that are working well to keep them going and the things that are not working well so we can improve them and ultimately be recognized and known as a best place to work. Now, Army has has we have a bit of a competition with our sister services. So when Pat mentioned, you know, the the participation, um, we want to beat Navy, we want to beat Air Force, we want to beat the rest of the DOD agencies, we want to be the best among the best. So this is why you should take the survey. If you receive that email inviting you to participate, take it, take that survey. Let us beat our sister agencies, go, go Army, beat Navy, beat Air Force. But also uh, Army has made significant strides uh, escalating on that best places to work rankings. We have seen over the years that Army continues to rise and be known as a best place to work. And that's really important. Army civilians are important. You are important. Your voice matters. Take the survey. And so I think we're going to stop right there. Uh, and uh, Maria Sipiella and Mr. Patrick Curran, thank you so much for being with us today on Leader Up and sharing uh, all of this great information about the FEVs. David, thank you so much for having us. It has been such a pleasure, and we are so fortunate for the opportunity to talk about the FEVs. Thank you so much for having us, David. It was a real blast. And so, Leader Up audience, uh, be on the lookout for that email. It's coming uh, in uh, after the 6th of June, and before the 22nd of July, it's going to pop into your uh, email inbox. And this is your opportunity to provide feedback uh, about uh, your experience as a member of the Army Civilian Corps and all of the other folks uh, in the Army who are eligible to uh, take this survey. And th- I appreciate uh, all the folks out there in the Leader Up audience for listening. And join us again next time for another edition of Leader Up. As always, if you have any questions or feedback or would like to learn more about our podcast, please check the description for our email and for our website. Thanks for listening.